quarantine Sunday, isolation Monday, maybe someday I'll be cool enough for this to matter some way, somehow When I'm gonna come down, living in my life of isolation is the breakdown Living on my own, and I'm working on my own And I'll talk to myself every day all on my own Cause I'm living in my own head, socially already dead Got dating apps and audible, yes I'm late and well read Instagram and YouTube, Facebook, the who's who of social media is on TikTok too Dude, you won't miss out on a goddamn thing If you stay on the internet and ring, ring, ring All your friends, or your mates, or your boys, or your bros Or your girls, or your bitches, or your crew, or your hoes Then hashtag that shit, make sure that is viral And go crazy Hazy, swayzy, thinking I'm lazy Cause now I'm passing this on to the next man Maybe he can do better Make a lyrical sweater To keep you nice and warm with this COVID vendetta So welcome to episode number 69 of the Average Man Podcast. It is Sunday the 26th of April. Um, and basically, um, yeah, I'd planned on doing a podcast with a guest today. Um, but the person has gone radio silent on me <laughs> this morning. So um, I'm sure we'll tee that up again another time. So I figured I'd just come on here um, and yeah, just have a bit of a riff just keep the continuity going you know uh, um, I didn't do a podcast last week we had a few things on um, and it's kind of was just going to stress out the situation um, at home as well so um, I skipped last week so I definitely don't want to miss this week this long weekend Anzac Day weekend I hope you all had a good Anzac Day yesterday Um, by the way so this is episode number 69 um, quarantine days the little track that brought us in um, at the start was a little a verse that, um, that me and my friend uh, Eli were working on over the, the Easter long weekend. So um, anybody who's heard the previous, those Easter long weekend uh, uh, um, podcasts, sorry, give me a minute. I'm a little bit slow this morning. I'll get my roll on um, after five minutes or so. Anyone who's heard those long Easter long weekend um podcasts will we'll know that I did a little bit of a um I tried to get a bit of a quarantine challenge um headland to mandra kind of um thing going with a little verse uh, a little beat and 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 guitar riff that um Eli made for me and sent through um I wrote a verse for it I know he's written a verse for it hasn't uploaded it I sent it to a couple of other other musicians and um like um dudes who were into to, like, MCs and stuff like that uh, to try and get them to do a bit of a verse and I thought it'd be cool if we could get something going on um people that we know from Headland and all the way down to, to Mandra where Golden Bay anyway, which is where Eli's based as well. He knows a bunch of musical minded people as do I. Um, so, you know, I sent the, the back signal out to a couple of people and didn't really get any takers on it. So it kind of was dead in the water, but I made a verse. Um, took me ages fucking around with it because I haven't done, um, I haven't made music for, for many, many moons at this stage. Like um, before my boy was, um, born was the last time I recorded anything so that was over five years ago nearly six years ago um, so it took me a while to, to get back into the swing of things and I'm definitely not 100% happy with it I think that you know if I would if I was practiced like what what I could do and uh, the sound I wanted to go for in my mind um, and how I hear it in my mind is not what I'm 
putting out, which is, I think, a big thing you get when you make music anyway. But definitely the gap there is pretty big at the moment. So uh, it was fun, though. I had a lot of fun. Pissed my missus off. I spent hours on the Saturday night um, having a few drinks on the couch, writing and then rehearsing. And so she's sitting there listening to me. I've got headphones on with the beat playing and I'm just rehearsing the lines over and over again, trying to nail it and then recording them and trying to layer it and get it all done. Sounding pretty good. Thought I had it sounding pretty nice. Woke up on Sunday morning and listened to it. And it was just ratchet. I just, I was drunk by the end of it. So it sounded like a party going on. There was vocal tracks recorded over vocal tracks, recorded over vocal tracks and just got really messy. So I deleted it and started again and sort of nailed it on the Sunday morning. It took up heaps of time, which is why I don't make music at this stage of my life anyway. Like one, I'm not good on the production side of things. I don't have anybody to, to help me out and do that with me um, who's easily accessible at this time of my life. So yeah, it takes me ages to nail that shit. I can write lyrics and I can practice them and I can get down the flow and everything. Um, but to actually record it all, um, make it sound good and shit just takes me ages. So, but anyway, I did a little verse there called quarantine days, obviously about the, 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 the session, uh, obviously about the current times. Sorry that we're in at the moment. These, these weird isolation sort of COVID times, I like to call them uh, that we're, that we're amidst at, at the minute. So yeah, I hope you got a little bit of a, a, a smile on your face from, from that little uh, verse. Um, yeah, good to use some of my, my own music for once instead of just plagiarizing other people's songs and putting them on the start of my podcast. You know, you'll notice if you listen to this thing from the get go to now, I used to just use like about under a minute of someone's songs to try and stay um, above board with all the copyright and shit like that. But now I kind of just put them up. If I like the song, I'll just let it play. No, not enough people are listening to, for, to me to get in trouble at this stage anyway. So if I start getting podcasts yanked because I've got too long of an intro on them, um, playing people's music, well, that's a good thing because it means we're getting some attention. Yeah. And um, any attention is good attention, as they say. Not any attention, but you know what I mean? Any media is good media, as they say. So, um, yeah, I think we are coming into week probably four of of this isolation business at this stage of the game. And there's actually an end in sight, which is pretty good for us here in Australia. They're talking about starting to lift some of those, um, some of those restrictions, maybe in another three or four weeks. So I guess by the end of May, we might be able to have barbecues again and hopefully the gyms will open up and the pubs and cafes. We can start having gatherings at least outside and things like that. And I'm sure they'll, they'll slowly lift it, layer them off like they, like they laid them on. But, you know, for the, some of those small businesses that will be able to open the doors again, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome, man. And, we, you know, again, being able to have a barbecue and have 10 people at your house, that kind of thing will be, um, will be pretty cool. So I think that's a really good thing to look forward to. And, you know, we were talking about that not happening for maybe, like, months. We weren't sure when it was going to be lifted. So, um Hopefully that um that starts happening in, in at the end of May, but also I hope the government stays true to their word of giving us free daycare for three months, even if the situation looks better. I'm pretty sure that's what they said three months. So well, it is. I know that's what they said. Um, that's a big help for us. That's a, a you know that's about a thousand bucks a fortnight in 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 our pocket from for my family. You know we pay that's what we pay a fortnight for childcare is about a thousand dollars. It's lots of huge savings just out of nowhere for us and work's been flat out. We've been working the whole time. 
Um, my wife being a nurse and I'm in, you know, um, construction and, and uh, I only get paid for the hours that I, that I work. And again, the government have encouraged tradies and, and people in the, in, in the construction industry, civil and construction industry and mining as well to, to keep going, keep working, keep pushing the economy along. So we were always doing what was above board and, and what was sort of expected of us and needed of us, I think. And um, it's worked out well for us. I know that it's a shitty time and a lot of people have been stitched up by it. For us personally, it's actually, aside from going a little bit stir crazy and getting bored um, and having to cancel that barley holiday and, and shit like that, that's all small stuff really in the scheme of things. We're, we're going to put a bit of money away and um, yeah, looking pretty, it was kind of styling through it really, to be honest. Um, and I was a bit worried about my parents at the beginning of the whole saga um but obviously the strain on our medical system hasn't played out the way that they were thinking we were probably you know largely due to the fact that um we put all those the government put all those strict restrictions down in place when they did and that people have been adhering to it and the social distancing i guess has been the main thing that stopped the spread of that um which is cool you know um that we, that we got on top of it that you saw it actually work because at the beginning it was go home, stay home, quit all your jobs, don't send your kids to school, don't go anywhere, can't fly, can't travel, can't do anything, and this thing's going to wipe us out. That was the message. And it's like, okay, well, you've got to do all those things, but it's actually working and it's actually going to work. So there's a big positive light at the end of the tunnel, uh, light at the end of the tunnel and we sort, we're sort of, we can see the, the fruits of that, um, all that sacrifice and shit and those restric- restrictions now, which is pretty cool, man. But yeah, as I was, I was saying, I was worried about my parents at the beginning of it, you know, uh, in their seventies now, my dad was still teaching at the start of this thing. So he was still in, in a classroom full of little bug carrying kids um, you know, fucking who'd all be asymptomatic if they had it. Um, he's a diabetic, um, you know, we're Aboriginal as well. So we don't know. I mean, I don't think that that specifically is going to um, affect you, but definitely prone to some more of those chronic illnesses like diabetes and some other um, uh, chronic illnesses. And that's what that virus seems to be um, attaching itself to people who are in that suspect. Sus- sus- vulnerability um vulnerable um bracket susceptibility that's the word i was going for um yeah and my mum is again in her 70s and she's got asthma and and which you know obviously a respiratory um disease so or condition so i was a little bit worried about those two at the beginning of this thing but it seems pretty good like there's not that strain on the system so and again, we didn't have a communal community-based outbreak. It was all just people relate, like people in direct contact with those who'd been flying um, overseas and interstate and shit like that, which is pretty cool. So I didn't reach their their little northern suburb of of Queens Rocks up the the north end of Perth there. So yeah, personally, for us, still working, free daycare, parents are okay. Um, yeah, it's been pretty, it's like, it's been fine to be honest with you. Um, life, massive life shift, life change. And that's one of the craziest things I think that have co- has come out of this for, for me is to see, um, we always know and talk about the, the adaptability of, um, of the human race, you know, of, of people, but to see it on that scale across the whole world in such a short amount of time, like all your freedoms and liberties and um, ability to travel and, and if socialize and 
have fucking coffees and go to the gym and, and all that shit that we take for granted, go to the pub and have a beer, all that taken away, like in the course of like a two week period. Um, and, and then we all sort of adhere to it for, for the most, most part. And then how easily it becomes like just normal. I mean, I know people are itching to get out, especially if you're not working, it's a different kettle of fish and I don't, mean to be insensitive to people who have been really financially hit by this and are stressed out and all that kind of stuff. I know the government have put some, um, rolled out some, uh, some, um, you know, uh, what's, what's the word, you know, the Centrelink welfare packages, um, to help with the sting of that. But you know, there's this, there's a zone hassle that goes with that fucking getting in the doll queue and, and trying to get hold of people on the line online and, and, and then the mental side of having to receive cash from the, from the government for a lot of people, that's, that's just something that could be really, you know, not great for your mental health. And, and it's a stressful uh, progress to go through anyway. So I'm not trying to belittle those people's problems and, and, and um, how this has affected them. I'm just saying personally up here in Port Hedland, probably one of the best places in the country to face a pandemic like this. Um, we've been pretty fine. We've kind of been sweet. Um, and yeah, again, as, as, as aside from going a little bit, getting a little bit bored, um, not being able to do many things on the weekend. Um, it's been pretty good. And to be honest, this time of year, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm over the summer. I really am. I'm over it. I'm ready to just like on the weekend, I'm ready to just chill inside, man. I'll go outside, pick around in my garden for a little bit in the morning, maybe go for a bike ride with my boy. Then we come inside and watch some movies and do some shit inside and make lunch and chill out and the kids have a nap and I'll do my podcast or whatever. And then um, maybe three or four in the afternoon, go outside, do some gardening, mow my lawn. Maybe we go to the beach or something like that. And that's all I want to do, man. It's this bloody hot I'm outside and the shit all, all week anyway. So, um, yeah, if it was the middle of June and it's beautiful outside and I can see the fucking ocean from my, where I'm sitting right now through that window, I can look over the top of the computer and see the see the ocean um, and it's beautiful outside and you feel like you're cooped up and, oh, I've got to get out there and do something. There's nothing to do. You know, all you can do is go to the beach, which is fine. But it's not. It's. I think we're going to be outside and be allowed to do a lot of those things again by the time we, we hit the, the, the nice weather here in Hedlam, which is a bit of a, a bonus for us. Um, you know, the timing of it. And I think they're saying this virus doesn't do well in hot sort of um, yeah, climates as well. So, so the whole surface that the virus staying alive on surfaces for certain amounts of periods. So the, the, the hand hygiene and, and the, um, hand sanitizer and all that kind of shit. I mean, we really don't have that much of a problem with it up here because um, of the fucking how, how hot it is and has been. So yeah, man, we're, we're going all right. That was, that's where I was going um, with that one. Um, what else? I mean, I've learned a couple of new tricks in isolation. As I said, I put my, um, I put a, my first bit of music, it was just a verse, but my first little bit of music that I've recorded, done that for the first time in many, many years, um, was, that was motivated by, by the inability to do anything else over a long weekend. Um, I've started doing these zoom interviews. I've only done them with Eli at the moment. I was supposed to have one teed up today. Um, I'll check my phone again, see if see if the person has written back now. Um, but I'll be doing a few more of these moving forward. I will meet with people face-to-face when I can, but sometimes it's going to be easy to just do it over Zoom. I know that the lag isn't too weird. People can be comfortable in their own home um, as long as I can get good audio from their end. I don't know if maybe I hook them up with a microphone beforehand or, or whatever it, it may be, but 
um, this is something cool and new and different for me. Um, and I'm recording this podcast right now, if you're just listening, uh, via Zoom as well. So I'm going to start uploading them all um, to upload, start uploading them all to, to um, uh, my YouTube channel, Average Man Podcast YouTube channel. Not much. I need to find out the name of that. It might just be called Average Man Average Man Podcast, I think it is. It's my YouTube channel anyway. There's only a couple of videos up at the moment, but I'll be able to start taking outtakes from this um, as I get better at that. Maybe get some help from Eli doing that shit too. Get some outtakes, little clips, and put them onto the social media pages. And um, yeah, I need to, I definitely need to put a bit more work in on this podcast this year. It's, it's been a bit like work's been full on for me. Um, and then, if, you know, the thing that suffers is your, your hobbies and your spare time and, and your uh, maybe passion for doing things on the weekend because it's just so full on all week and then hits the weekend it's kind of like oh let me go down relax a little bit have some slow starts to the day have a few drinks at night so to bounce up out of bed and organize a podcast and have my notes all written down and 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 be have done some research like i'd like to do during the week on whatever it is i'm talking about even if it's just music or something um to, to do all that um that's definitely suffered at the moment so um i need to put a bit more work in to keep this thing moving ahead um I want to come out of the, at the end of this 2020 period with some, um, with some positives. So yeah, but if you do, if you are listening to this and you're interested, you can go check it out, the video on the, on my YouTube page. And, um, that's another thing that's new that's come out of this whole, um, this whole period. So that's good. Speaking of video, if you're watching, you would have just noticed that little gap was me having a drink, uh, of me great Northern out of the average man podcast, W older. So, um, yeah, look, I know, um, I was going to be asking a few questions about the opening of small businesses and shit today. Cause you know, there's people that have been laid off or, or put their contracts put on hold indefinitely. And I think at least with the word that maybe things will start opening up in the next three to four weeks, there must be some mental, like some, some relief, you know, for people who are in that situation, who are in that situation thinking they might be able to get their job back. They might be able to go back to work soon. Maybe they had to pick up another gig in the meantime. Um, and they can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel f- for them also. So that's got to be, um, that's got to be pretty cool. And I know that people have been doing their best to offer online classes for, for, for like, um, at gyms, zoom classes and things like that and, and online coaching and f- uh, meal, meal prep, meal plans and things like that, which is pretty cool. You know, everyone's got to do, um, as much as they can virtually in these times. And, um, some of those things probably stick. Some of those things will fade off once we, um, once we can all hang out and, and, and touch each other again. Uh, like say for instance, through work, I've got to do a course that was booked. It was going to be over in Brisbane later in the year. Uh, and they're now offering those courses uh, online that they're doing with a bunch of different courses. Now I don't know people will know that through their own workplaces that a lot of training courses that you used to have to go to and sit into a classroom and people were probably thinking about going virtual, but they hadn't um, made the steps to get that happening or they weren't sure if, uh, if it would, um, maybe if you're an independent company offering a course and you went virtual, maybe other that you're worried that employers aren't going to like that. They prefer to send people into the classroom setting because we haven't quite made that um, that transition yet. So this has forced people to do that, to put those um, courses online and work out all the bugs on the fly. Like look at homeschooling. People are having to homeschool and, um, and do things. A lot of schools are offering virtual programs at the moment, which is something that, again, schools have been 
it's the thought's been there for a while, but to build that infrastructure up and then get people comfortable to actually pull the kids out of school and do it virtually and is something that was going to take you know probably many years and there'll be a lot of people who had reservations about that rightly so and now people who have been forced into that situation there's kids thousands and thousands of kids across the entire country homeschooling and doing virtual schooling um, and they're working at the bugs on the fly so um, there's some goods coming good coming out of it that, that that's had a big push on that whole virtual training I just think that um, as much as I love the the one-on-one interaction face-to-face I'm a traditionalist kind of guy I think that this is the direction we're moving in and um, it's just giving people a bit of a push. You know, I'm also, while I am a traditionalist and love those things I just spoke about, I also love the the opportunity that the internet and technology opens up. Me, just some fucking average dude, being able to run a podcast and, and see if I can say something interesting enough and market it well enough to get people to fucking listen and, and um, follow along. So that's my opportunity. And, and back in the day, you had to go through several gatekeepers to get your voice heard. And I guess now... Um, this is another way that we can take take advantage of, of um, uh, technology and say someone who lives rur- rurally and doesn't have the same advantages of someone who's in a city can get onto some sort of virtual classroom with really good schooling programs, good teachers, and, and they can maybe have some better opportunities as well from, from wherever the fuck bumfuck town is that they live. Um, yeah, so there's some cool, cool things coming out of that. Um, and again, that we've kind of been forced into to kind of take them on um, yeah, where we would have just pussyfooted around it probably and taken a long time to implement it, drip feed out um, the technology through to people. And, you know, you'd be a fringe weirdo if you took your kid out of school and put them in virtual classes and shit. Where now people, some people are just going to go, you know what, we did it. We did it for a whole term and, and actually it went really well for our kid and our lifestyle. And, you know, if those classes are still available, we're going to continue to, to do that. So I'm sure there'll be some big changes coming out of, um, there's some, be some big changes that come out of this and hang around in the long run. Um, you know, are we going to have two airlines at the end of this? That's going to be a big change. If we do, is it going to be two, you know, is it going to be an Australian owned airline, even though I know Qantas isn't, but Virgin was still majority, the majority of the, the shareholders were, was, were Australian um, administrators or directors, whatever they call them, were Australian, you know, Australian owned companies. So they were kind of an Australian airline. Uh, is, is it going to be owned by a big Chinese company now? Are they going to give a fuck about the rural routes that don't make a whole lot of money? Um, or is it going to be, you know, someone invested in the, the um, maybe the mining sector and the competition directly with those rural flights with Qantas who's going to take that airline over and is the thing's going to get better for us living here in Port Helen? We're still going to be able to catch a plane over to, to Bali for, you know, two-hour flight from here or is that kind of shit going to get cancelled and then there's people like myself who've got credits on flights what are those flights going to mean for uh, uh, um, credited flights on an airline that's in, in currently in administration with an uncertain future we, we just don't know depends on the route that it is as well we're going to bali is that going to be available so there's all these crazy questions things are up in the air you can get quite stressed out about it if you sit there thinking about it too much or you can kind of just be like me and, and go yep information taken in processed and just move forward and control what I can today which is hang out with my kids get them to have some quiet time so I can do a podcast have a chilled out afternoon at the beach so I can get up and go to work tomorrow that's what I can control right now so that's what I'm doing um and you know hopefully again I know people some people are in a much worse worse position than that but uh, hopefully that that's something that other people can take out of this as well like when you've had a lot a lot of your decisions taken out of your hands um, your options um, maybe we can just concentrate on the things that are right in front of us maybe we can 
try and put money in our bank accounts instead of spending it all and ticking everything up on credit all the time because we know what the, the economy can fall out from underneath us at any time or we can be told that we can't go to work. Um, maybe uh, we start looking at growing our own veggies and just looking over the top of the laptop and my new little veggie patch out there as well and, and harvesting some of our own meat and shit too. Like, you know, I know these are some of the more extreme ideas, going out and shooting yourself a camel or a kangaroo. But at the same time, for some people, it's an option. Um, and those people like myself who haven't make it, made any um, um, moves to actually do some of those things, I've been getting more involved in my fishing and spearfishing again, you know, because it's a bit of a prompt, a bit of a boost, like get off your ass and go look after yourself a little bit more instead of relying on, on the system and the government and everything that you hand out so much because, you know, it's, it's kind of fragile, really. A fucking virus has put us all on, on, on hold. And again, we've, we've handled it pretty well here in Australia, but the, the US are fucked. This, they, they, they're fucked. Parts of Europe are fucked. We don't know what's going on through lots of parts of Asia. Presumably fucked. Um, China was sweet. Yeah, China was sweet. Honestly, honestly, they got to 81,000 cases, shut their doors. No problems. All good. They've, they've fixed it. So if you believe everything they say, um, yeah, I've got some, some, I've got some fucking insurance to sell you if you believe everything China say. Um, but yeah, so bit of a bit of a uh, rant there, a bit of a tangent. I went off on. I told you I'd get a bit of steam up after about five minutes. But you know, man, there's just fucking interesting times, you know, and we're all processing it um, on the fly as we go. So um, I don't know. This is how weird my fucking brain is, right? I'm not enjoying not being able to do things like fucking go for a flight to another city or country uh, or go out down to the pub and have a beer or, or, or go to my gym, you know, I'm not enjoying those things at all. But then when I'd mentally prepared for this like three month minimum period of restrictions and they tell us they might open things up at the end of May, I'm such a fucking weirdo that I was like in the back of my mind, I was thinking about it all week and I was like, is that feeling really there? And it is really there. I get a bit of disappointment. Is that weird? Like as if, um, I was a little bit, and again, I don't mean to be insensitive to people that this is a really negatively affected. I'm talking about me, my lifestyle in my lane. I start thinking, oh, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit easier than I thought it was going to be. You know, like I feel like we're taking the cheats way out by, by calling these restrictions off just at the end of May. When we go, when we locked down for three months. Um, and again, I don't know what that's about. I don't know why my head works like that, but it just does. There you go. That thought's there. Um, I'm a weirdo when I ate vegetarian for two months, um, told myself I was going to do it. I think I said for a month, did that, have one cheap meal at the end of the month and then went on for another full month. And then at the end of that month, and I'd prepped myself, I'm going to be eating meat and all this kind of shit's going to be great. And I started eating meat again and I felt like, oh, I feel like I'm cheating. It was a little bit too easy in the end, just not eating meat for two months. I thought it was going to be harder than that. And then when it wasn't, I felt like I was cheating. So I don't know what that is, some weird fucking genetic fucking predisposition to, to try and put myself through hardship for fucking no, no reason in particular. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It, 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 it kind of feels like a month's not going to be that long. We'll all be out doing what we can again um, on, a, on a personal social level anyway. So um, what else have I got on here, man? I got a little list here, pros and cons. Um, which is, I guess I've been kind of talking about during this podcast anyway. Uh, One thing I do want to mention though, um, I've got a little question to to throw out there to, to the average men and women listening out there. Um, 
what with these restrictions getting lifted starting you know in three or four weeks from now things continue down the same pathway um i guess one of the first things that they put on was the the regional restriction the last things they put on sorry was the regional restrictions traveling between pilbara and the kimberley kimberley and the gascoigne and those areas and down to perth for anything non-essential so you'd think they might lift that first so you can get on a I can get in the car and drive the broom if I want. Um, and then, you know, like the social gatherings of more than whatever it was. I don't really even know. Uh, to be honest, I know the general gist of everything. I'm just kind of staying at home and doing fuck all, but I don't know the, all the, the numbers and figures and statistics. And it's been too much for me. I've just kind of tapped out from it a little bit, but I think it's like, you know, allowed to catch up with, say if you were to go out to the, say the beach, you're allowed to catch up. Me and my wife could catch up with uh, like one other couple. I think it would be. So then unless they're like family or they live with you. So, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know exactly how it all works. But basically, you know, that would be one of the things they lift. Again, you'd be able to get down the beach with 10 people. Um, um, and then they'll work their way backwards, presumably. No one knows. We've never done this before. But presumably that's what they they would do. You'd, you'd work way backwards from the, the last restrictions they put on would be the first lifted. Um, but then when they come to the international travel, which was the first restriction put on, um, what, how long is it going to be until we can fly internationally again? I mean, if we're in a pretty good position, say come June, July, um, when you would expect they might start lifting those bands. Well, what, what's going on if the U S is still dying by the tens of thousands every week or whatever it is. What about Europe? If they're still the, 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 the hotspots are still bouncing from, from city from country to country over in Europe. What about um, what is it? West Africa, like West Africa and, and, and things like that, where they, it's only just kind of hitting them now. And then there's Middle East and Middle East, um, Asian and Southeast Asian countries that we don't have a whole lot of reliable information. I'm like, am I going to be able to fly to Bali in say August when just because things are sweet in Australia or are they going to be shutting down international flight for a long time? I mean, that's still putting a huge strain on um, airlines, businesses, lifestyles. So it's, it's, it's kind of crazy like to think, I don't know, I kind of assumed that by August, um, September, October would be business as usual again, but will it be if it's hitting different parts of the world, different places, or is there just going to be restricted areas you can fly to, um, New Zealand, you can fly to Canada, you can fly to whatever um, places where things have, have um, turned around and they've got it and they've got themselves back into um, a low, um, um, low, what's the word? Well, anyway, you know, they've got low rates of infection or is it just going to be shut off in the next 18 months? You can't fucking fly anywhere. Like, we don't know. That would be kind of shit. That would, this kind of little happy-go-lucky, take it as it comes, I'm going to be in a pretty good position, attitude that I've got at the moment, we'll, we'll start to get pretty strained if if I can't fucking go out of the country for the next 18 months at all. You know, like, um, again, there's plenty to see in our backyard, um, but there's, you know, it's just that the option, and um, we've taken it for granted our whole whole life. If you, if you get the money together and you can get yourself a passport, you can go fucking wherever you want in the, in the world. So that's going to be quite interesting to see how long they, 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 they leave that um, international flight restriction on for. Um, 
And again, there's been a bit of discussion about how long people will take to go back to public spaces on their own. Like if you put on a, a festival or even just a, you know, a, a, a music gig or, or whatever it is, are people going to be like hesitant to go to those uh, once the restrictions are lifted just because they're now, you know, we're conscious of high, personal hygiene and, and, and viruses and how, how easily we can spread germs and viruses and shit like that between one another. Personally, I don't think so. I think especially in the younger generations, um, I think people are itching to get back out there. I think once you lift up those bands and you say there's a fucking festival on fucking, uh, you know, at Perth and XYZ bands are playing, I think the fucking tickets are going to sell out. They're going to fly off the shelves and sell out. People are going to be keen as, as hell to get back out there and start living their lives again. That's my personal opinion, but we don't really know, do we? So I've got a little list here of pros and cons, um, and then I'll sort of start wrapping it up because it's been... 30 minutes of me just talking shit into the microphone here right now so look at pros pros and cons uh con would be um mental health it's going to be this has been putting a lot of strain on on people's mental health and that's kind of a two-edged sword some people are enjoying the downtime um and this is my pro for this for that con is that that you also get downtime. So for me, someone that can't fucking sit still and if I have a quiet weekend at home doing nothing, I feel really guilty the whole time. Like I'm wasting my weekend or not giving my kids, you know, uh, um, the best experience they can have or I'm being lazy or, you know, I'm not making the effort to catch up with friends. Like I get this, I just can't sit still when I do. I get these fucked up thoughts that run through my head all weekend, which force me to do things. And then I've got too many things on the go at once. So then not having the option to do really anything, all I can do is sit at home, do some little projects around the house, go out in my garden, do my podcast, maybe go to the beach. That's been nice for me, for my mental health. Um, but then for people who really feel stuck and isolated at home on their own, not, not being able to be around their support networks and, and again, stressed out about money and, and their kids and all that kind of stuff, that's got to be really bad on your mental health so there's there's those two points to look at um another con would be just the boredom just boring fucking nothing to do um can't go to live music gigs can't go have a pub a beer down the pub with your mates but the other side of that is you're saving the money eh? you're not out blowing money or stupid shit that you know you've got no self-control to save you now you've been forced to, to not spend your money on that so if you're not out there spending all your money on internet shopping which you probably are but if you're not, then you should be saving some money uh, if you've got a job. Um, yeah, the strain on small businesses and, and um, businesses particularly that rely on face-to-face uh, interaction like pubs and cafes and, and, and gyms and shit. That's obviously a, a con, but a pro would be just that for us in Hedland, we're in a good place for a pandemic. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of international travellers coming here. It's the FIFO workers. They've seemed to have figured out a pretty good system with them, keeping them separated and quarantined and extending people's time in town and shit like that. So that's all pretty good. Um, yeah, and again, with the heat, the, 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 the climate up here, probably too hot for those viruses to be sitting around on door handles and fucking shopping trolley, shopping trolley carts too too long and shit like that is obviously the, the the loss of life people are dying fucking you know not good um but then there's the wake-up call for people about their health to be healthier and get their immune system in check and maybe go out for a walk you see people fucking out walking their dogs and and families out on bike rides and shit like 
fucking way more than I have. I can, I can tell you, I can see the, the fucking beach bath from where I'm sitting right now. And I can see the, the, the increase of traffic of people out there every morning, every afternoon, especially on weekends, even just after work, it's still hot. People are out. They're not, they wouldn't be out here normally yet doing that shit. Um, so maybe people are a bit more conscious of that, spending more time together as a family, getting out. Um, yeah, and maybe looking at being more self-sufficient, as I said, not relying on handouts and governments and, and all that kind of shit so much um, because we know that this shit can just fall over. Um, if fucking someone with a uh, coronavirus sneezes on it, um, try to squeeze that little pun metaphor in there. Didn't really fit, but jammed it in there. Uh, and then I guess more a, pro, a con for me would be more power to governments. They're definitely trying to slip some fucking shifty things in there. Um, one thing would be this, like a, a virtual passport that you, you keep on your on your phone. So you got to have a smartphone. You got to take your smartphone everywhere with you, and it's going to have a like a virtual passport. So they say, if you got the COVID, you can show them you fucking did it. No, I'm clean, bro. So you're going to have to have the test. Um, they again get a virtual passport, and then they're going to be able to track you everywhere you travel around the world on that virtual passport. So giving out more of your freedom and autonomy to the governments, um, so they can go, yeah, we know where this guy's going. Um, which is not good and it seems like practical at the time. And then when everything's blown over, you're like, why do you need to know if I'm healthy or not? Like what the fuck? Why do you need to know exactly where I've been um, for the last 20 days? It's just, yeah, not good. Get out of my pocket. There's that. And then I guess on the other side of that is the environmental advantages. There's places like, um, you know, Vienna where they can see in the, they can see in the canals, there's fish and shit again. You can see the, the color of the water's cleared up. The smog over LA and places like that is cleared up within like three or four weeks because we're not out there just being just dirty, disgusting, fucking a virus on the earth like we are. Um, there's plenty of things happening where wildlife and, and environments and habitats are coming back super quick because we're just not there fucking them up. So it's kind of like, hmm, was this mother nature giving us a little bit of a fucking nudge going, hey, you dirty pricks, just stop shitting where you eat give us a chance to recover here or we'll fucking wipe you all out with a plague. Um, so there's that, um, which is also a, a, a big, big pro. Um, I think everyone would agree with that. Um, look, man, I think that's enough. Me talking, uh, harping on. Um, musically, I've still been just hitting some of those Pierce brothers, Teskey brothers, um, chilling it. Um, uh, the other Aussie fella, a bunch of, a couple of Aussie hip hop um, dudes and shit that I spoke about on podcasts uh, past previously. Um, and I've been doing a lot of my blues playlist and listening to a lot of blues on the, um, on the, on the YouTubes, Gary Clark Jr. And um, some, some, some Sturgill Simpson is more country and Western kind of rock kind of based guy. So yeah, nothing new and fresh for me at the moment, just playing the old, some of those old, um, yeah, loving my hip hop and my blues and bridge at the moment, or just blues. Um, and also I've got my a speaker and an amplifier on the way for my uh, for my um, turntable for, for, for a record player. So watch this space when I start talking about my wanky um, record collection soon and drinking craft beer again. And if I could grow a beard, I would one. I'd grow one and I'd be here with a fucking beard, craft beer, talking about my new record collection. But um, watch this space because that's going to happen soon. I'm going to start spinning records with the kids on a, on a Sunday morning and giving them the true analog um, musical experience, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, look, mate, that's it. Everybody stay cliches it is stay safe um stay stay positive and stay motivated more than anything else um 
keep control of the things you can control of. Don't stress about the shit that's out of your hand, but don't let the government just fucking get a clean sweep. This is what we're going to do. You guys just lay down and take it. Like we can push back on things as people we push back on things, but generally the, the details that you can't control, um, just, just, just roll with them, man. And now, uh, yeah, control what you can in life. Stay healthy, stay positive, um, hang out with your kids and your family and shit while you can. Um, it'll all be over eventually on it. And we'll just fucking be talking about, remember 2020, 2020 can suck a dick and we'll just move on with our lives. So anyway, man, that's it. So I've got to say, I uh, will get my guest um, on. I'll have some guests on next week. Uh, Zoom guests, no, you know, one way or another. So shit happens. People get busy. People get drunk and hung over and, and can't bother doing podcasts. I get it. Um, yeah. So that's why I didn't name and shame the person. Cause I know I'm just, it happens. Um, yeah. Check this out on the, the uh, YouTube channel, what you're doing, fuck all anyway. Just I can hook it up, put it on your TV, and then you can sit, have me, my big weird-looking avatar mug on your fucking screen talking shit. Um, and, um, yeah, like the page, subscribe to the page, like this, my Facebook page, Instagram page, share it, send it to your fucking mates, help me get the fucking numbers up. Um, yeah, and that's that's it. I'll keep doing my thing. Keep doing my thing. Uh, Average Man Podcast, episode number 69, Quarantine Days over and out, motherfucker. See ya.